Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. Okay, I want to go through this story that Cliff High posted. Um, it's right here. It's from Russia Today. This author uh, absolutely knocked it out of the park with her investigation, with the data that she's put together, with the questions that she's asking of this uh, German organization, RKI, the, I think it's the Robert Koch Institute or Koch Institute, I'm not sure which. Um, and we're going to read through this because it, pro it presents some very troubling data and we're going to go through the common narrative of, well, these are just appointments that were delayed. That, that f completely falls on its face. And so doctors and nurses who are pushing that narrative, you need to understand this. You need to listen to this because reality is a far cry from what's happening in hospitals today. I, I mean, it's just, there's such an incredible disservice going on to these people. The vaccine injured that are flooding your hospitals, you know that's what's happening. And yet, Y'all are still prescribing the treatments of the people who put them there in the first place. So please have the courage and the strength to actually take a glimpse at what's actually happening. So this is what they're seeing. This is uh, Susan Boneth that put this together. Heart muscle inflammation, blood clotting disorders, and nerve diseases are among the more frequently reported suspected side effects after a COVID-19 vaccination. There are now initial indications that emergency rooms have actually recorded more such cases since the start of mass vaccination than in the previous two years. And I want to show you, this is from Nurse Sarah, who we've mentioned previously. I've told you to go follow her on Twitter, Nurse Sarah1990. She's an ICU nurse willing to speak up and risk her career to share this with you. Please make sure people know this because this could save somebody's life. She says, in seven of my last nine shifts, we've had at least one of the three things occur. Number one, death of a healthy patient who received, who recently received the uh, vax. Number two, multiple vaxxed patients admitted to CCU critical care unit for COVID. Number three, CCU admission of a healthy patient who was recently vaxxed. Facts I wish were not. So this is happening on a nightly basis. Vaccinated people who are otherwise healthy are showing up and being, are dying. They're showing up with COVID and, and being put into critical care. So let me show you this one as well. Our ICU physicians are not prescribing ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine for COVID. It's almost always remdesivir and it's a kidney killer. And she's of course talking about the drug itself puts the kidneys into shutdown, into failure, and then they're giving them IV fluids, which drowns the patient in, the in their lungs, fills their lungs with fluid so they can't breathe, and half of them die. And Fauci knew this, and he 
pushed it as the trial, and that's what was used to justify this pandemic. Those were the, the deaths. They were killing those patients with this treatment and then declaring them uh, COVID pneumonia and marking them, and that's what kicked off this whole pandemic. That was the uh, murderous act that was used, the false flag that was used to attack the American public and start advancing this agenda. So that's what she's talking about. It's a kidney killer, not very effective against COVID. There is a divide between RNs and ICU doctors. We've all been warned about speaking out and we are fucking sick of it. This whole thing is nothing short of a monster conspiracy theory and genocide. Absolutely it is. I find myself crying almost every day. Most of us do. Also, there are far more vaxxed patients than unvaxxed. It's insane. Obviously, lots of clots, MIs, strokes, seizures, aneurysms, Bell's palsy, random types of cancer. Don't forget about Deborah, the hospital PA, who told us she's seeing patients that are dying before they can get the biopsy back. We've got uh, Dr. Ryan Cole telling us his lab and the doctors that are sending him these samples are telling him, I've never seen this kind of stuff in my 20, 30 year career here. What in the world is going on? And we know from the recent studies that are out, in fact, we can jump to that actually. Is it in here? No, I'm going to have to find it. I think that was one of the, I've got, there's just so much to prep. I don't even think we're going to get to the concert tonight because there's too much to cover here. Um, okay, but we'll find it. Um, I'm absolutely convinced the vast majority of these cases are a direct result of vaccines. There is no question. So there's that study that shows what's actually happening. And somebody kind of helped tweeted at me some, some excerpts from the study that really helped me understand what's going on. And it's that the spike protein is actually entering into the antibodies. And that is what's uh, downregulating the toll-like receptor 3, 4, 7, and 8, or 4, 5, 7, and 8, whatever it is. Um, it's preventing DNA repair when, it, when there's damage. And it, you know this is the pathogenic element. And these people have turn their bodies into factories that pump this thing out into their organs, into their bloodstream where it causes clotting. And so we're seeing all these patients with low platelet counts because they've all been deployed because the spike protein binds to the ACE2 receptors is interpreted as a tear and then gets clotting. So we have micro clotting going on in at least 68% of the patients, according to D-dimer tests that doctors were doing months ago. And now these people are showing up in the hospitals because their immune system, their body's ability to produce antibodies, to repair DNA, to fight cancers, that's what those, regu- those TLR receptors do. There's a couple other ones that are in the study. I'll I'll find it at some point um, that are being basically destroyed. And it's reducing your body's capacity by 90%, the spike protein. 
its ability to sort of fight off cancers and viruses, 90% reduction is what the data shows. This is beyond bad. Uh, You've coupled that with the fact that DNA repair is being interrupted. These people are going to start developing genetic mutations, and a lot of them are going to die horrible, painful deaths. And you go into the hospitals, and they're still following the goddamn protocol that's killing people from the people who created all of this. What is wrong with y'all? Okay, I think that covers it. Let's go back. (laughs) It's going to be a long show. Uh, Let's see. So she's going through all of the various complications. And so this is Germany. That was United States, two different places in the United States. This is happening worldwide. You you remember we went through the, I don't know why the emergency rooms are full. And then we go to Sweden and uh, I don't know why the emergency rooms are full. And we go to another country that's all, what they all have in common, high vaccination. They were the early vaccinated. There's protests in Israel going on over the kids. These moms, these moms that are double vaxxed are like, nope, it stops, stops with my kids. They're not going to do that. If there's ever a line, this is it. Another reason for this could be necessary treatments that have been canceled or postponed due to corona cases. Like that's the scapegoat, right? Oh, this is just a spike because people didn't come in and get their cancers checked and so forth and yada, yada, yada. No, sorry. The latter is probably currently also reflected in an increase in serious cancer cases. So this is the emergency room report from this RKI Institute, uh, which is kind of the premier reporting agency for the German government, I think, you know, collecting emergency room data. Um, And this is from six emergency rooms. It indicates a significant increase in such emergencies since the beginning of May. At this point in time, the federal government expanded vaccinations against the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus to more and more population groups. So, It was fine in the months before May, like not above the average as we're going to go through some of the numbers here, but then the vaccinations start rolling out on a wide basis and all of a sudden it starts. According to the diagrams of the report, the emergencies for cardiovascular and neurological diseases at the beginning of this year were initially well below the level of 2019. So if these guys are actually all, uh, you know, just missed appointments that didn't get diagnosis for their cancer and now it's further progressed, why all of a sudden in May? Why wasn't it steadily growing, right? Wouldn't that make sense if people stop going to doctors and uh, over time more and more of them are going to develop cancer so they would start growing on the tail end of that where it does become noticeable and they do end up going to a hospital so that narrative just falls apart right there uh, okay let me see 
So, and that's what they're trying to say. They avoided treatment. They postponed treatments. In mid-February to mid-March, the number of cardiovascular emergencies leveled off at, at the, around the level of 2019, was slightly higher until the end of April, and then rose abruptly. Since then, the reporting clinics have recorded between 80 and 100 such emergencies every day. Two years earlier, the number of emergency emissions due to cardiovascular problems varied between 50 and a maximum of about 80 per day. So looks like about a 25, 30% increase and just spitballing a number here, but a pretty hefty increase over what it was a year ago. In the past year, RKI also registered much fewer emergency admission cases with 60 to 80 cases per day. So again, it's been low, low, low. It hasn't been building until the vaccine rollout. Now all of a sudden it's going off the charts. But that's all coincidence, right? There's no evidence <laughs> linking any of this. It's what they want to tell it. That's what they want you to believe. The situation is similar with neurological emergencies. Accordingly, there were significantly fewer cases between the beginning of November 2020 and the end of January 2019. Until the end of March, they remained roughly at a level of the two previous years. So that whole narrative of this is a delayed reaction because people stopped going to the hospitals falls flat on its face again, right there, done. No, it was at the same level for the previous two years, the one during lockdown and the year before that when none of this was going on. And then vaccine rollout and it takes off. Stop using this nonsense scapegoat because that's what it is it is a way for you to avoid facing reality you know i want to watch let me see hold on i'm doing this out of order <laughs> but uh yeah yeah where are you mm, oh you know what i may not even be able to find her right now okay yeah never mind <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on. Bear with me for just a second. Yeah, yeah, it's in here. Okay, this girl. Fuck me. So I hate to be one of those people that fucking ugly cry on the internet, but here we are. Here we fucking are, dude. So I just got refused entry to Queensland because my um, reason was not essential. He's like, nah, there's fucking dentists in New South Wales. You don't need to go to this. Now, I know some of you are watching this going, Sam, this is about quarantine. This has nothing to do with looking at the data and so forth. It has everything to do with looking at the data because what you're watching is not a meltdown. I mean, it is. And she's, let me tell you, you do not ever, ever want to make a woman this mad. I've seen them that, that mad a couple times and it is really bad, really, really bad. Um, what we're watching here is her resolving conflict with deeply held beliefs. This is what facing new information looks like and integrating it into your belief system instead of engaging in cognitive dissonance and dismissing it, which is what most of these doctors and nurses that are still just going along to get along 
are doing. This is what they are avoiding. And I want you to watch it from that perspective. And I was like, nah, bro, you don't understand. Um, he's going to fix my teeth for free. Like, it's a pretty fucking sweet deal, yo. And he was like, no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Go home. And he turned my ass around and took photos of the car and my license and shit. And if I'm caught sneaking in to my home fucking state, I'm from Queensland, cunt. Look at my fucking license. Actually, I better not show you that. I'm from fucking Queensland, okay? I grew up there, dickhead. And you telling me I can't go to my home fucking state? <laughs> Going to the dentist is not essential? Fuck this shit! What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh! I know I look crazy. I'm pretty fucking pissed off, dude. When they do that, you know you've really, really fucked up. This isn't okay. We need to stand the fuck up! This is not okay! Australia, not fucking North Korea. You can't tell me I can't go to my home fucking state because you're wearing a fucking high vis shirt, cunt. Oh, oh, oh. What a fuck up. Oh, shit. See, it's integrating. Fuck me, dude. I'm going to go drink myself to fucking. No, don't do that, sweetie. That's her integrating that new reality into her belief system and dealing with that conflict of, oh my God, this thing is a lie. These people treat us like the communist Chinese. They told us to fear and they're no different. Face your fears, people. Okay. I don't even know where we were. <laughs> I think that was it right there. Um, Significantly fewer cases, yeah, than previous years. Okay, respiratory diseases do not correlate with corona numbers. Here's another little problem with the official narrative, and this is going to tie in with what we heard from John O'Looney when he came on and told us what he saw through the pandemic, right, with deaths because he's an undertaker. Strange things which somehow do not quite fit the pandemic situation are also shown in the graphic representation of the emergency rooms with respiratory diseases. Although the coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 is a respiratory pathogen, the number of emergencies fell from around mid-November 2020 to mid-January 2021 in the middle of the so-called second wave, right? Like, wait a minute. I thought the hospitals were overflowing, but here you're telling me during the lockdowns, it actually dropped. Since the end of April 2021, after the so-called annual flu wave, the clinics have recorded more emergencies of this type than two years ago. What do you think happened around that time? While the six clinics reported about 20 daily admissions at the time, they recorded between 25 and 40 emergencies per day from the spring to the beginning of November. In any case, the latter cannot be explained by the corona numbers for the warm season, but with an increased incidence of other respiratory pathogens outside of their actual season. This is what we've been commenting on here in the U.S. or you know that we've been seeing around the world is people are showing up at the hospital through the middle of the summer. Like what's going on there? Usually people are out getting enough vitamin D and out in the sunlight and so forth to fight these things off. And then when it gets cold, like it's doing now, 
People stay inside more, their vitamin D levels drop, and they become more susceptible. Doctors associated this primarily with a weakening of the immune system, especially in children, as a result of the corona measures. Now, hold on there. What did Gert Vandenbosch tell us? He told us that if his theory about ADE or vaccine-enhanced disease is correct, that two things would happen. We'd get a spike and it would level off at a new normal that's higher than where it was, and then it would climb up. And that's exactly what we're seeing in country after country right now. And um, he said that younger and younger age groups would be infected by the variants because they're going to be breeding amongst the vaccinated because the vaccine doesn't stop infection or spread. And it has months and months before immunity wears off to sit there and bump up against the immune system and figure out a way to adapt to it. And of course, in every mRNA coronavirus trial, when they come back and do the challenge study with the animals, they all died. They didn't do that challenge study with the animals for these vaccines. You are the study. They're going to find out if you die. And it looks like that's where we're heading. And maybe there's some things that people can do to save themselves. But even the doctors, you know, we talked to Dr. Mary uh, Bowden. And she's now treating, trying to help these, these people. And you've got this asshole doctor out there trying to attack her and cancel her license. In fact, there's another story of that right here. This is a, a thing with these people because they don't want to face reality. And we'll, get, we'll go back to the numbers, but I, I'm going to jump around because I want you guys to really understand this. This is what's happening The hunt is on. A doctor in Anchorage has put out the word that she hopes others in her profession will follow to weed out the doctors they don't agree with. Dr. Leslie Gonsetti has written to Providence Alaska Medical Executive uh, Committee to say that she had contacted the Alaska State Medical Board to, so so like she already sent the medical board off, but now she's like, I'm going to tell everybody because this is a cancel culture mentality, right? Just what we need in running our medicine is these morons that think it's okay to attack others you disagree with and prevent them from having a voice. So she's gone off and busybodied, stuck her nose in other people's business. And, uh, urged it to urge the Alaska State Medical Board to take action against certain physicians spreading harmful misinformation. Gonzit said she is disturbed by the by those who don't follow the mainstream medical information of best practice, sound research and science. Well, nope, sweetie, they've abandoned science and you really haven't looked into it obviously. You're bringing up these talking points that have been given to you that you've never even bothered to look into. And now people are going to die as a result of your ignorance. Okay. And, you know, we're going to look at what's happening, right? As a result of that, with this Ottawa doctor, 
Ottawa family doctor who organized mass COVID-19 vaccination clinics earlier this year received a death threat, and she's asking Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to do more to protect healthcare workers facing similar risks. Jabapalooza vaccine clinics held outdoors in, re- in a residential neighborhood last spring got a lot of attention, but she says that after receiving a threatening letter, she won't be holding similar clinics when vaccines are approved for younger children. I'm literally afraid now to walk outside of my office. Remember me telling you, Cliff telling you, they won't be able to walk down the street. Q telling you, they won't be able to walk down the street. Quote, I'm literally afraid to now to walk outside my office, even in broad daylight, because somebody has said they're going to kill me, she said in an interview on Tuesday. So how can I possibly reach out and immunize people who aren't my own patients? Well, I guess she won't be doing that. She said she also does not feel safe walking around on her own neighborhood alone. And not that I'm encouraging, you know, this poor woman being tortured and terrorized and tormented like this i'm i'm here saying this is a logical result very predictable result i said this was coming because when you murder people's kids and families members their mothers their sons their daughters their husband their wife and you lied to them and misled them to do it because you are so terrible at your job that your negligence resulted in people's deaths and not just a few, a lot. There's going to be some very upset people at you, at you doctors and nurses that have willingly, ignorantly participated in this genocide. The threat was contained in a letter viewed by the Canadian press that was said, now they don't say what the threat is. So I'm kind of like, oh boy, is this a, is this a threat? I'm going to kill you, you fucking bitch. Or is it a threat? Uh, justice is coming, you know, something that's sort of implying. That, that, so we don't really know. They don't tell us. Uh, okay. The regulatory body for the medical pro- So anyway, there's some people that looked at it. Any significant change in public health policy, such as what we have seen during the pandemic, has has often resulted in physicians, college staff being subjected to abusive and intimidating behaviors by members of the public trying to survive. Yeah, I I can imagine when you're trying to poison them with a pathogen that's going to fill their body and attack its immune system pump their heart full of this toxic spike protein that's going to enter their cells and start destroying DNA and causing all of these rare cancers as it decimates their immune system, attacks their immune system. This is a bioweapon. This is a calling of the human race. And that's what you need to recognize. And we need to save as many of these people as we can and actually start figuring out real solutions, how to help these people instead of this stupid busybody bitch here running around. They need to follow the CDC. When they don't even recognize that the CDC is the CCP, that these organizations are compromised, 
I don't even know if some of them are human. That's, that's how deep this rabbit hole goes for those of you that are new. Welcome aboard. <laughs> the future safety of healthcare will be compromised. Yes, it will by the vaccinated die off that we're in the midst of. Are you going to continue denying reality or are you going to face it? Recognize the monumental harm that you've done and spend the rest of your life trying to rectify it because that's what an honorable person would do. It appears the email to the Providence MEC that Dr. Gonzett is uh, targeting certain doctors who've been prescribing ivermectin as an early treatment for those who are infected by the COVID-19 virus. Of course, they're, they're being manipulated by the CDC so that Pfizer can push out Pfizer-mectin and run that as a treatment and charge $400 instead of ivermectin, which the patent clocks run out on that one. It's like five bucks. Doesn't cost very much at all for a dose. But they're going to be, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars thousand dollars who knows? Might get crazy. You know, it's a new drug, a lot, a lot of, R&D goes into that, and really all they did was took ivermectin, found a way to change it so they could patent that, and then extort more money, raid further raid the treasury, because that's what's going on. We're all being looted by these drug cartels. That's who these people are, okay? And that's who this lady's supporting, and of course, she's completely ignorant of what she's doing. All right, where the fuck were we? <laughs> uh, back to the German data here. Um, let me see. With this, the German interdisciplinary, let me just start back a little bit earlier than that. So outside, the, basically, they're seeing all of these infections outside of the normal season, which was very strange. We saw that here in the U.S. too and other places around the world. Doctors associated this primarily with a weakening of the immune system, especially in children, as a result of the corona measures. No, as a result of the vaccine measures, which made a more infectious variant that affected younger age, age groups, just like GERT predicted it would. Okay, it's time to stop labeling these people, slandering these peoples as whack jobs and weirdos and realize that they've been right all along and you guys have been wrong and people are going to die. People are dying as a result of your ignorance and your willingness to go along and not do your research. And do you want to continue down that road? Because I, I, I can show you where it leads. Mob justice in the streets probably too late for a lot of you but what do you want to spend your time doing pushing the narrative of a social elite that want to kill us all off or saving humanity uh, let's see association for intensive care and emergency medicine divi uh, recently justified the sharp increase in children being treated in intensive care to the author. Since the beginning of September, there have been up to 25% more children in intensive care units than in autumn a year ago. During the heyday of the corona cases, the 
clinics last late autumn and winter, an increase in emergencies admitted with respiratory diseases would have been expected. The opposite was true, however. Wait, where were all the sick people during the pandemic? Was the whole thing a lie? Because what did they do in the UK? Went around and gave, told the nursing home staff in the state-run nursing homes, go in and give them 15 milliliters of uh, diazepam and just leave the room for 15 minutes. It's a noble death because they're going to die of corona. We've spam, spam tested them with this PCR test that we're using incorrectly to diagnose illness or infection, and uh, we're going to use that to justify killing them. That's what's happened. They went around, swabbed everybody in New York with the government testing teams with Comey, the murderer. And uh, a week later, all hell broke loose. Those swabs were contaminated. The private sector ones were not. They've been tested. That was murder. It's happening all around the world. There is a coordinated effort here. This is not about any one government, and we need to understand that, that we are literally here talking about the future of humanity. Okay. The RKI did not uh, provide a plausible explanation for these peculiarities. Of course not. The spokeswoman also used uh, this subjunctive, quote, it could be that, <laughs> one must note, for example, uh, that these are not diagnoses, but only reasons of imagination, which is why a final evaluation is not possible. The report does not allow any conclusions to be drawn about the severity of the illnesses. It could be, for example, that someone only introduced him, introduces himself with a headache and therefore uh, falls into the category of neurological reasons for imaging. So see, it's a bunch of people just coming in with mild headaches. They're fine. I mean, sure, yeah, we've seen the lady pull the giant blood clot out of her nose while her kid's in the back going, are you okay, mommy? We've seen the woman having a seizure on the side of the road with her kids in the back. We've seen the, the, the woman bring her friend in that was having seizures and unable to control a prisoner in her own body made so by the vaccination. But these are just some mild headaches. And they're just, that's, that's the increase that we're seeing. How do you guys sleep at night pushing this lie? That's not what you're seeing. Face reality here. The fact that cerebral vein thrombosis then occurred and the public was informed about it makes it, quote, conceivable that there have been more presentations about headaches. See, it's just mass psychosis. That explains the increase. But not all headaches are the same as cerebral vein thrombosis, thus uh, neither a general increase in cardiovascular and nervous diseases nor a possible connection with vaccination can be derived up from these data. So there you go, folks. There you have it from the experts. This is all a big coincidence. PEI recorded a total of 930 heart infections after vaccination with the Pfizer uh, BioNTech. So they created BioNTech's an entity 
that they put this vaccine in to not be able to isolate it from Pfizer so that they can go on killing and pushing their, their deadly drugs on, on the unsuspecting suckers. Uh, on the BioNTech vi- vaccine, 238 more after Moderna, 61 after AstraZeneca, and 27 after a syringe with the Johnson & Johnson shot. Four hundred. They also reported 417 life-threatening anaphylactic shocks after vaccination. In addition, there were 255 Guillain-Barre syndromes. 17 of these vaccinated people ended up in the intensive care unit. Six cases were fatal. And they've got more numbers. I'm skipping because it just gets number soup uh, of these injured. Another 400 or so vaccinated people were reported to the PEI as suspected cases of platelet deficiency. Why? Because spike proteins binding to ACE2 sep- uh, receptors in the vascular system are interpreted as tears, triggering clotting. So they're using up all their platelets because this is microclotting occurring all over. These things are so small, they're entering into the nucleus of the cell. The Institute also lists around 800 vaccinated people with pulmonary embolism and almost 200 with cerebral vein thrombosis. Reports on suspected cases reported by the PEI often lead to actions by self-appointed fact checkers who work together with social media platforms and don't forget the drug cartels that fund them. Uh, and thus ensure that posts are deleted and users are banned for allegedly disseminating information. Your main argument, quote, it's not about proven side effects, but only suspected cases. So see, these aren't valid until you prove that they're from the vaccine, and that just hasn't been done, therefore it's a coincidence. They are right about that. The problem, however, is the lack of investigations. For example, autopsies on those who have died after being vaccinated are only carried out in rare exceptional cases. Yeah. <laughs> they we're rolling out this experimental vaccine. People are dropping dead. We've got 18,000 in VAERS reported deaths from the vaccine. It's off the charts bad. And they're not even taking it seriously. Why? What's happening here? Is anyone thinking about that? Why would they do that? At the same time, it is therefore a fact that most of the reported cases are linked to vaccinations. Where nothing is examined, nothing can be found, either in one direction or the other. In any case, it can be clearly stated that far more serious suspected cases, including death, were reported with regard to COVID-19 vaccines than in the previous 21 years with regard to conventional vaccines. We're seeing the same thing here in the U.S., Why is this no reason for the authorities to investigate more closely here, especially since RKI has recorded an increase in emergencies that could be related to this is beyond this author's knowledge. Knocked it out of the park with this one. Susan, very well done. Um, And this is in German. I had to translate it, but uh, that's the data. It's very clear. This is tied to the vaccine. They have nothing but excuses that don't hold up to the data. How long are you going to keep going along with the people who created this problem, who engineered this problem, who have been lying to us and giving us five-month-old, six-month-old data to talk about the vaccine's effectiveness because they know what's happening today? Why are they still pushing this thing? It's killing people. It's destroying immune systems. It's causing miscarriages and abortions. Not abortions. 
Okay. Let me see. So we covered that. We covered this busy, nosy, busy body. All right, listen to this. This is a guy, I believe, in Canada or Australia. A recent study came out looking at 68 different countries, and they plotted on a graph the, the case rate for COVID-19 and the vaccination rate in the country. And the more vaccinated the country is, the more problems they're having with COVID-19. So these people have the vaccine. Yeah, remember all the antibody titers they're showing, that's in the blood. But the, these people, on average, are quite poorly protected in their upper airways. And it's not the virus that's deep down the alve alveoli that gets transmitted to other people uh, because of the dead airspace when we exhale. It's the viral particles that are in the upper airways. So that's why the vaccinated can spread this just as efficiently as somebody who's completely unprotected. And so these vaccines, on that basis, because they don't come close to conferring sterilizing immunity, they don't properly protect the upper respiratory tract, they only confer about four and a half months of immunity, it's absolutely 100% impossible to achieve the goal of herd immunity with these vaccines. 100% impossible. Go where you want to go. <laughs> it's a great, great little video here. And there's a little bit more that I think we'll watch. Do what you want. Control after getting the vaccine. And what we do know with the vaccine is the vaccine is causes at least a temporary drop in T-cell numbers. And those T-cells are part of our immune system and they're the critical uh, weapons that our immune system has to fight off cancerous cells. Um, so there's a potential mechanism there. And all I can say is I've seen... I've had people contact me with way too many of these reports. And why aren't they investigating this? Why we have a mechanism by which this damage could be occurring? Are they looking into it? No, they're not. For me to feel comfortable. I do feel that that is a that, that's probably I would say my newest major safety concern, uh, and it's also the one that is going to be by far the most underreported and any adverse event database because if you if somebody's had a cancer before the vaccine there's no way public health officials will ever link it to the vaccine right but what we're seeing is oncology teams that had pushed the vac cancers into remission or were keeping them well controlled can no longer control them after the vaccine so we know because the immune system has basically been decimated so Okay, uh, let me see. I jumped all over the place. Yeah, so this doctor, yeah, let's go back to here. So what is their solution, right? What is their solution to mm, protecting these doctors who are getting threatened after having recommended something that killed their patients? Physicians can play a, an important role in advocating for their patients in a socially accountable manner and frivolous or vex, vex, vexatious complaints are not a risk to their professional standing with the college. Translation, you go along with us, you do what we tell you, we got you, all right? Even if you kill people, murder, maim, go out there, don't worry, we got your back. As long as you do what we tell you, you're fine. You don't even need to think about it. Just do it. Do it. That's what they're telling these people. Okay. Uh, she has not received support from the provincial government. So she went to the local cops and they're like, yeah, okay, good luck lady. They don't have time to deal with this. You think they have time or the staffing to protect every single doctor that or person that's 
participated in pushing this death jab. Quote, every time the prime minister tweet, tweets and says, keep going, keep getting vaccinated, he's speaking to the Canadian public, she said. But also, healthcare workers are the people doing it on the ground, and we are the ones being harmed. So come and protect your healthcare workers. During the recent federal election campaign, the Liberals promised to bring in new criminal sanctions for anyone blocking access to vaccine clinics, hospitals, testing centers, and abortion clinics, as well as for anyone intimidating or harassing healthcare workers. So their answer, because, you know, governments are organizations that use violence against others to force their ideas on others, is to threaten the people. Uh, Wait a minute. She already went to the provincial government for help. They don't have time to help her. They, They don't have staff to protect her. So they're just writing worthless words on paper that are, they're not going to be able to enforce as their system crumbles away, as the police ranks start thinning out, as the vaccinated start dropping dead or end up with an adverse event and can't do the job anymore because they can't walk down the street without getting winded. Can't be a cop if that's what you're dealing with. So here they are presenting this worthless solution that's, well, we'll write some words on paper and then not have any resources to really enforce it and enforce it after the fact when when we can or something as their system's dying. Legislation to protect healthcare workers is one of the liberal government's top priorities, not getting to the bottom of what's happening with the vaccine, but keeping the agenda on track pushing these death jabs, top priority. Dr. Catherine Smart, president of the Canadian Medical Association. She's on Twitter, by the way. I'm preparing a tweet for her. Uh, These threats against health professionals are widespread and increasing in violence uh, and violence, which is very concerning. You know what else is concerning, Catherine? That uh, people are turning up in the emergency room after being vaccinated with serious life-threatening illnesses that you people gave them. That's very concerning. And what was also concerning is when you send them home with no help because you don't know what to do for them because you refuse to acknowledge what you've done to them. So you can't properly diagnose their condition. That's what's very concerning to me. Unfortunately, there are are very few mechanisms to ensure their safety, a serious gap in our healthcare system. It's time to take action on this issue. To use violence, make a bigger threat. We'll make a bigger threat. We'll make an example of a few. That'll teach them. The rest will get back in line. That's their answer. Not, gee, let's look into these safety signals because they're off the fucking chart. No. It's... uh. Let's take action on this issue. These governments live in a paradigm that's dead, okay? And when you recognize that and you, as it happens, you need to adapt. You need to learn to adapt, okay? Because they're not going to, you know, they'll still talk a big talk 
but there's they're going to be less and less capable and functional as time goes on just like the rest of society right okay so i sent this out uh this is a tweet i love this very subtle uh, attention doctors and pharmacists, you need to make sure you're drawing from vials with orange caps when injecting, it's actually 11 and under, with COVID-19 vaccine. That's the one that has the heart medication mixed in to hide the damage you're doing to these kids' hearts. <laughs> and I think there's some people that retweeted it too, a bunch of these doctors. <laughs> All right, here's the article, and it's very short, but I want you to I want you to make this distinction and know that this happened, okay? More than 100 children were given the wrong COVID-19 vaccine dose at a Virginia pharmacy, healthcare official said. Quote, due to the very small volume used it can, and concerns raised by some parents as to whether 0.1 milliliter was actually administered, it is possible uh, some children were underdosed. So what he actually did, uh, the... the child's dose, I think a hundred milliliters. The second one, they actually, uh, double it. So I was talking to one of these ICU nurses who was saying, you know, a lot of this stuff comes about with the second jab as a result of the second jab. And I said, that's because they double the dose. Uh, and, um, that's why the second one is far, far more dangerous than the first. And she's like, Oh, that makes complete sense. So what their concern is, is that they, they wasn't pulling up enough, but I think it's also that the heart medication is not mixed in. That's why these two are different. All right, that gal was great. I loved watching her meltdown. And I hope it gave you some perspective. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, let's go right here. So this is um, this is in Australia. This is the haka. It's a traditional Maori dance. So these guys here, they're doing this dance thing, and they're uh, they're like this is uh, on the one hand, this is a uh, like a war dance. But on the other hand, it was also kind of a ceremonial dance that they would do uh, when they're, when two tribes would meet and so forth. So these are kind of like um, cheerleaders doing a pep rally, except uh, they'll run up and stick a knife in your chest and twist it and watch you die. So not quite cheerleaders, but kind of cheerleaders. This is people readying their mind for battle. This is um, resonance. We're watching this sort of energy resonate out. Okay, let's go back up a little bit. You know, let's talk about this girl. So we mentioned this. Uh, this is November 5th. This girl has been suspended 36 times for not wearing a mask to school. Well, she's back. And now, and she's, what is she, seven years old, I think? Yeah, seven years old. 
mine, mine is seven. I wish she would do something like this. Her mama would be so pissed. Uh, let me find it. It's down here somewhere. Oh, shit. I probably passed it. Bear with me. Wait, is that one it? Yes, right here. Fiona LaShaws and I am in second grade at Discovery Kale Elementary. I am back to talk to you. This is her. Again today. And for anyone who thinks I didn't write my speech last time is wrong. I wanted to be here then just like I do now. Sorry if I am supposed to be scared when I see people yelling at these meetings. So I am back today and tomorrow is my birthday. I am going to get suspended if I don't wear a mask for three more days. Just because I get suspended for not wearing a mask isn't going to change my mind. You can keep suspending me. I still have the right not to wear a mask. It is not fair that I'm getting punished because you guys, the school board, are not following the law. That is not fair. It just isn't right. I'm still going to stand up for what I believe in, and nothing's going to change my mind. I've been getting suspended a lot because I'm wearing a mask. Do you know how dirty masks are? Because you touch the mask. You put it on your face. You breathe all those germs in because you have lots of bacteria on your hand. And your body's trying to expel. Your lungs are trying to expel that bacteria and get it out away from you so it can breathe in fresh air, but instead it's just sucking it back down. And it creates a lot of RSV, which is what we're seeing in kids. Those are some of those respiratory infections as well. It's the masking policies. So once again, the people who are telling these doctors what they should be doing are creating the problem. And yet they're still listening to them. Wake up, guys. Wake up. This little girl is more courageous than half the men out there. Oh, and okay, yeah, I hope you all go to jail for doing this to me. <laughs> and my family is proud of me. And my Uncle Murphy that is in heaven is really proud of me. And I want to... This is what good parenting looks like, too. Supporting your kids to do this. I say... Burke sucks, but instead of, your rules suck. (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, let me see. What else? We're just bouncing all over the place tonight. Try and... Okay, this guy's kind of funny. Oh, wait, wait. I don't have the... uh, I don't have the... uh, so he's taken off. He's got a Fauci. I was going to come to last week's meeting, but you told me that you would have me removed by first. He's got a uh, Fauci, kind of mocking Fauci shirt on that he pulled his coat off, dropped it in the chair. And he's got a full face shield on and a mask under that. And it just looks ridiculous. Your name and town of residence, please. My name is Bruce, Bruce Benson. I think you know that. <laughs> You're going to have me... Uh, removed because you were so worried that COVID was going to go from 
a meeting where I could be without a mask, and then suddenly, the, so I could go to the, to the zoning board meeting and the planning board meeting, I could see the town manager. You can walk about, this, about the system uh, without a mask, but the moment this meeting starts, I suddenly become warranted of using state force against. So I've warned this to make sure that right. you feel comfortable. And I've joined you, I've joined you in the Church of Woke. I'm part of your team now, Team Science. And in that regard, I'd like you to support me with my proposal. It's called Zero is Too Many. Like you, I believe that zero children dying in New Hampshire is too many. We've had zero, zero deaths here. I can't quite join you on the tyranny, but I can join you on the fear, and I'd like you to join me too. I'd like to propose a proposal. The zero is too many proposal says that as long as you're going to force my son, who's had three brain surgeries, to wear a mask, you will wear masks as well in the community. And if anybody sees you without a mask, you will resign. So can well, you do that? I mean, can you do that for the science? Hold on. No, I don't. Uh, nobody's raising Dr. Holmes, no? You won't be willing to wear a mask out in the community, yet you'll tell my son to wear a mask? It's more of a do-as-we-say thing, not as we do. It's a voluntary pledge. It doesn't need force or violence like you. It's a voluntary pledge. If you're seen in the community, you resign. Why can't you do that? What about the science? Anyone else? None of you. No. You're willing to go around your day without masks, and you force the children to wear masks. What about the science? If you won't believe it, then I'm going to quit the Church of Woke, or you should quit the Church of Woke. <laughs> Because you're not being an example. You don't really believe in the science. You believe in the political signaling. Yes. And I refuse. If you won't wear a mask, I will not wear a mask. Bam. Mr. Fenton. Fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you do it. All right. Uh, what else here? Oh, this was great. Now, we may have played this before. But uh, it's worth watching again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think we have. I love the I love the 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 phrases some of the Australians come up with. Y'all have shit talked down to an absolute T. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Listen to this. Fucking rat dog. Fucking rat dog. Scumbag dog. Yeah, he's not going to be able to go anywhere without eight, ten police. What happens when the police start dying and they don't want to protect the asshole who killed them anymore, who killed their friends and family members? This is going to go. You guys can't understand. You need to understand how um, hot this is going to get when these people figure it out. This is nothing compared to what's coming for a lot of these people. You fucking rat dog, Dan Andrews. Wouldn't it be great if, like, I don't know, eggs started falling from the sky? You couldn't bring them and throw them because I think that would be illegal. But, I mean, if it just started raining eggs on these people, it would be so beautiful. Or if somebody was smart enough to actually go 100 yards down 
where the police aren't, where they're assuming, well, they're gone at this point. Hmm. People think. If you're down at the end of the street, you get your own little, you get to give your own little private protest, right? For a good two, three minutes before the cops run down the street looking like idiots. (sighs) Think about it. Okay. Uh, This guy's talking. Yeah. So this guy, they came in. Here, let's listen a little bit. Invited by seven authorised officers from the Department of Health and they seized my confidential patient files and my appointment book and various other um, documents. Uh, They say they're going to give me an itemised list of what they've taken um, and it was quite an intimidating experience. I think they've gone now. They've gone in separate cars. They've gone. They made no comment on the way out. I've just been. Okay. So they are going in. This is a Victorian family doctor was just raided and intimidated (coughs) by the Gestapo coming in and he refused to hand over his file. He's like, look, this is doctor patient confidential. I'm not giving you my files. They took them anyway. Uh, straight out of the Nazi handbook. Do we really want to give more power to Dan Andrews? Well, Dan thinks you do. I can tell you that much for sure. For sure. They are full on panic right now, folks. Everywhere they go. That's the reception they get now. This is why they want to push the lockdowns. This is why they want to control you. So you can't do this to them anymore and they can do whatever they want to you. That's what these people are doing. This is why you have to fight. Okay. I think there's a couple more of these. Somebody tagged the, oh yeah. We'll come back to that. If someone remind me if I forget to come back to this arrest right here in the guy in the backyard, I'll do it at the end of the show. Uh, good luck explaining that. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Smart play um, from the premier. There's no doubt about it um, that, that you have to try and uh, get people um, to lose something in order to get something. <laughs> oh, huh, huh. Okay, so you um, you leverage people by taking away something that they can do today that you force them not to be able to do in order to get them to take the shot that you want to inject into their body that might kill them. Hmm. Yeah, buddy. Good luck explaining that statement to the tribunal. Good luck. I don't think it's going to go very well for you because you basically just openly admitted, uh, to a war crime, to a violation of the Nuremberg code. It's actually, yeah, you can't you can't do that. But uh, you know, it's cool. 
as long as the party's got your back, which they do right now, you better hope it stays that way. Um, and, and, and look, there are going to be dramas, I'm sure, especially around the Gold Coast area, but there's only yep. really one decision for people to make. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when you threaten them, mm-hmm, take away their livelihood. Crazy not to get vaccinated. Life will be miserable without being mm-hmm. vaccinated. You won't be able to get any, uh, you won't be able to hide, you won't be able to get uh, a doctor to sign off uh, that you got an exclusion. Because- hide like Anne Frank in the attic, that kind of hide? Because there's quite set rules on that and doctors will be audited to see every one of their exclusions will be looked at very carefully. They'll get fined, they can get struck off. Uh, the patients who We'll just go around and force the doctors to kick people off because this is medical tyranny and these people will be subjects in our death cult experiment. Lies can be charged with fraud. There's a whole pile of issues, a whole pile of... If you speak out against the narrative of the state, we will throw you in a cage. Do you see what they're doing here? This is a complete takeover and you have to fight or they are going to kill a lot of us. The problems, if you try and get around the system, Mm. uh, it's gonna be very hard to maintain your employment if you're not vaccinated. Mm. Uh, You won't Mm. be able to go anywhere for any entertainment. Uh, So by all means, get vaccinated. You've got another week where you can get double vaccinated before the 15th to 17th of December when it's definitely coming in and there'll be, there'll be proof that you've been vaccinated, firm proof. You'll be asked to show going into most venues. So get vaccinated, otherwise you're going to have a very, very lonely life and you're not going to be able to maintain your employment. Yeah. War crimes. They've all just engaged in a discussion, a casual, leisure, leisurely discussion about war crimes and genocide. Those people will face the firing squad and the gallows if the street, if they don't face the mob first. Most of them, mob's probably going to take care play. of it, I suspect. The- Somebody tagged it, fuck the clot shot on the freeway. And it looks like they've, it's already been painted over once. <laughs> and this guy does an absolutely brilliant takedown here. Nuremberg coat, which mm-hmm. grew out of the... Uh, selfishness is okay when it comes to medical interventions. You know, what do you have, mean by that? We have something called the Nuremberg Code, which mm-hmm. grew out of the, the, war, the war crimes trials at the end of the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And it established the principle of free, prior and informed consent for all medical interventions or experiments. It means that if, if you're going to take a medicine or have some kind of procedure or participate in a trial, you must give your free, prior and informed consent. You can't be coerced. So you're allowed to be selfish when you decide what goes into your body. That is the principle of bodily autonomy. So that's a really important principle that I think we have to maintain. Beyond that, when it comes to the specifics of the COVID vaccine, we have to remember that this is a disease which mostly affects older people. The younger you are, and if you're free of comorbidities, other diseases that make the disease worse, the less benefit you get from the vaccine anyway. Mm -hmm. And there are some quite severe, potentially life-threatening side effects. They're rare, but so is it rare to die of COVID, for example, if you're under the age of 50. So people may have good reasons to be hesitant. The other thing to bear in mind, I think, is 
the vaccines do not prevent you getting the disease or spreading it. Public Health England data clearly show that between vaccinated and under-vaccinated groups, the case rate doesn't change. And recent UK study published in The Lancet just last week showed that uh, it's just as uh, transmissible. The main benefit that you get is you don't have the same disease burden, meaning that you suffer less. So you're less likely to suffer a serious disease and be hospitalised. And obviously, if you are in the age range or in the health categories where you are vulnerable to the disease, you therefore should be strongly encouraged to get the vaccination. But to my mind, there is no case for coercion. There's no case of vaccine mandates. And these people should not be losing their jobs just because they want to exercise their right of bodily autonomy. Uh, selfishness is OK when it comes to medical... Home run right there. Home run. OK. Yeah, so there's Cliff's tweet about it. Um, let's see what this one was. Top NIH, I'm back. Okay, I think we talked about this guy. Um, we'll argue against. Let me see. Actually, maybe we haven't. I might want to look at this. Well, if it ever loads. Okay, we'll come back to it. Uh, this is some... Is this... No, this is somebody else. Did your account get deleted, Cy? I don't, I don't know if that's him or not, but... Uh, <laughs> this is in Victoria today. And this is just the first one. There's like four of these videos like this of just masses of people walking by. And there's several more, but... Oh, well. Okay. Uh, those of you in the UK facing one of these guy mandates or whatever, uh, we've talk I, I know I've watched this lady before I think I've shown her on the show she's an attorney for one of these uh, uh, vaccine advocacy or not advocacy but uh, defense groups I guess one of these legal action groups trying to stop these mandates and help people I want you to listen to what she's got to say what's going on with the uh, care workers you were saying in your speech that it was illegal what's your advice to uh, any care workers um, okay, well, my advice to any care worker is to, first of all, insist that the employer gives you an individual risk assessment um, under the health and safety framework. So it's um, Regulation 3 of the Management of Health and Safety at Work, Regulations 1999. And under that, it's a legal statutory duty for the employer to give their employee an individual risk assessment. Now, that has to be conducted with the occupational health physician, so not a line manager. It has to be a properly, you know, qualified occupational health physician, and that occupational health physician has to see the individual privately, and for that time we become their patient, which means they have a duty to take them through their whole medical history, pre-existing conditions, and do a proper risk-benefit analysis for all harms and risks to that person as an individual. If every one of y'all did that this thing would grind to a halt and they would be forced to uh, exempt it or, you know, do something 
that makes it even more obvious that they're just out to kill you. Because it's the individual's body that's going to be potentially harmed. So the idea that there can be a blanket policy and to say it's safe and effective is nonsense because we're all different and it's not going to be safe and effective for some people. It's going to kill them um, on the evidence and it has done. So, you know, the employer has no right to harm their employees. Um, so the idea that they can mandate an experimental, um, you know, novel genetic engineering in the, in the case of Pfizer and Moderna or a novel viral vector um, injection in the case of AZ for AstraZeneca is ridiculous because we don't have the long-term safety data. What we do have is data already from around the world confirming that thousands and thousands of people have died and millions have now been suffering serious adverse events, including long lifetime disabilities. Now, what employer has the right to play Russian roulette with their employees on that basis? So, um, that, as an individual, don't allow someone to threaten your right to life, your right not to be treated, and also treated. So, I thought that was just uh, excellent. Oh, there's part two, part three. I didn't even know this. Crap, I wish I had previewed those. Uh, so, anyway, those of you in the UK facing this stuff, go watch this. It's N I N N Y D 101 on Twitter. It's in my feed as well. I think I just retweeted this first one. <clears throat> it might have been before the others were uploaded. Okay. Let me see here. Oh, I don't know where that's going. Okay, what are the odds that I could find 20 medical doctors actively practicing that died within three weeks of each other, so not retired, but people working, that died within three weeks of other each other? I'm not insinuating a correlation to the booster shot that started early October. This post does not violate my Twitter rules, so fuck off. <laughs> So there's one, Jason Bales, Aaron Branton, in loving memory of Aaron Gay Branton, also affectionately known as Mom, Sissy, and Urbear. Uh, she was 45 years old. Dr. James Francis Lennon Jr. Uh, James was a hardworking and intelligent person. Intelligent, maybe not smart, though. He cared for others more than himself, which is why he dedicated himself to performing his best as a gastronologist at Kaiser Permanente. Dr. John C. Hordines from New York, father of two, 54. Dr. Paul Orr, you know, you should really trust the experts. Um, because they are the people uh, who know best and, and know how to keep you alive, obviously, right? I mean, you, just, you should just blindly trust these guys. They know what they're doing. I mean, sure, these, these 20 are dead from following their own advice, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Oh, I guess it's more than 20 now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, trust the experts. Trust the experts. 
I'm like, I'd love to get this guy on. I think he's brilliant in what he's doing. Uh, okay, let's see here. I don't know. Oh, I think that was, I don't know what that was. I was looking something up, maybe. All right, this was great. Uh, I think this is out of the, the, out of the UK. Uh, diagnostic pathologist Dr. Claire Craig tells GB News, Great Britain News, I think, uh, why she's against mandatory jabs for NHS staff. I think two key things have been completely missed from this argument. The first is how this disease spreads. And like most infectious diseases, it's sick people that spread the disease, not healthy people. And so the way that you reduce transmission in a hospital in terms of the staff is you make sure that staff who are not feeling well aren't at work. It's not to do with vaccination. And the reason it's not to do with vaccination is, um, first off, the patients who catch COVID in hospital catch it from other patients who are sick in hospital with COVID. And we know that from a study from Cambridge University. And so the way to reduce that is through ventilation and getting UVC light into the ventilators in the hospital. It's really not to do with the staff. And then the other issue is that the, the vaccines don't stop people from catching this disease. We know this. They, people catch the virus when they've been vaccinated. And what we also know is that when they've caught the virus after being vaccinated, the amount of virus they have in their airway it's the same as someone who's not vaccinated, which means they're probably equally likely to transmit it. And more likely, actually, if they've got reduced symptoms because they feel better and they're more likely to be out and about doing things, interacting with others while carrying the same viral load. And what we also know is that the way the immune system works is that if you don't want to catch a respiratory infection, you need to have antibodies that are actually in your respiratory system. And those antibodies will stop a virus getting into the cells in your respiratory tract. What does the spike protein do? It enters those antibodies and downregulates them and switches them off. Because this is a bioweapon. These are not vaccines. These are bioweapons that people are being injected with. And causing an infection. But the antibodies that the vaccines are giving from an injection are in the blood. And so they can't stop that happening. And that is why when we have influenza vaccines for children in schools, it goes up the nose because that's where you want the protection up the nose. And we actually have a team at UCL led by Chris Chu who are getting a vaccine like that that goes up the nose against SARS-CoV-2. And the reason for all that work and all that money being invested in that is because that's the kind of vaccine that will stop infections and stop spread. But these injectable ones aren't doing that. They protect the individual against hospitalizations and deaths, or at least so far they seem to have done that. For a few months, and then they degrade their immune system, immunity wears off, and they're more likely to catch COVID. And now their immune system's been decimated and downregulated and effectively switched off or reduced by 90% in some cases. And the next thing that comes along they really can't fight it off. And they're showing up in the ERs and flooding them and nobody knows how to help them because the people who did it to them can't admit it to themselves yet. They're going to let these people continue to suffer so that they don't have to admit their mistakes. And so thank God for this woman coming out here and 
speaking the truth. But they're, no, they're not going to protect them from catching it. And so this, is, this whole thing's gone really topsy-turvy. And I think if, we, if you just picture a patient and you think, now, who has that patient's welfare most at heart? Who is most keen to protect the welfare of that patient? Is it the healthcare workers caring for that patient? Or is it a politician in Westminster? And then if we think... Let me answer that. It's definitely the politician. Yes. Whoa, whoa. Don't go too far off the reservoir. Let's not start talking about the politicians dictating uh, medical policy. Okay, Claire? You think, well, actually, who knows best about whether they should be having a medical intervention? Is it them with all of their training? It's a politician, yeah. I mean, they are your representative, right? They should be making these calls on your behalf. ...of drugs, or is it a politician in Westminster? Claire, hang on a second. If you accept, <laughs> as, you, as you seem to, that, that vaccination reduces the risk of hospitalization, then why wouldn't anybody working for the NHS get jabbed? What a great question. Oh. That is the question. Why are these people who are so highly qualified in this area turning down these jabs? Because, uh, let me answer that, Claire. Let me answer that. Because they, it's not because they are 100% safe and effective. Obviously, they are. I mean, that's what the government told us. So clearly, the politicians dictating medical policy told us, told their people to tell us that. So that's, we can just accept that as fact, okay? It's definitely not because the vaccines injure people. We can accept that as fact. Um, I don't know. Let's, let's hear her answer. These people know what they're talking about. It's not the majority of them, but they have a good reason for not taking it. I don't know what all the reasons are, and some of the reasons will be personal to them. And for some of them, it might literally be a political stand about bodily autonomy. Because mm -hmm. when you live in a society, you give up power. You give up power to central government, and it's quid pro quo. You it's usurped, but okay. You give up power to local government. You give up power even within your local friendship groups in order to have those friendship groups. But when you've given up power over your own body, you have no power left. Wow. Wow. Very powerful for someone in NHFs to say that. I believe she is anyway. I think two. Okay. All right, uh, let me see here. If I was going through, give me one second. I want to make sure I'm covering these threads. What is this, Eagle Token? Oh, oh, oh. Now we'll hit that in a little bit. Um, hold, bear with me here, guys. We've just been jumping all over the place. Make sure I'm hitting. Walk down the street. Oh, yeah, let's hit. Let's go to the coincidence thread and spend some time there. Looking at these coincidences here. Let me just roll a little clip. The county high school senior is in the hospital after collapsing on the tennis courts. Breaking new details on the deaths of a high school. Ah, crap. Hold on. 
Oh, come on, you can play. Come on. County High School senior is in the hospital after collapsing on the tennis courts. Breaking new details on the deaths of a high school soccer player. Finland, Denmark star man Christian Eriksson collapsing towards the end of the first half. The Kennedy High community mourning tonight after one of their high school football players died. A South Carolina high school football player has died after collapsing at football practice. Star college basketball player collapsing on the court. We want to warn you, the video may be difficult to watch. Florida Gators star Keontae. Johnson collapsing during the game. A West Catholic high school student has died after collapsing during a football scrimmage. On mile eight, she suddenly felt fuzzy and blacked out. 17-year-old Ryan Jacobs' heart stopped. Unexpectedly collapsed on the field. Megan went into cardiac arrest. Collapsing during Friday night's football game. Footballer collapsed in match. Boy 12 collapses, 27 collapses, collapses, collapses. These are all players collapsing, 17. The reason for his collapse is unknown. The reason why Manny collapsed in the first place still isn't known. Nobody knows. 24-year-old hockey player dies after collapsing. 29-year-old footballer suffers myocarditis. So you might be wondering how someone in such great shape could suffer cardiac arrest. It's a rare thing. It's because the people who are vaccinated have these spike proteins in their system, and when they do cardio and their heart gets pumping and circulating that blood faster, it's more turbulent in there, and it's stirring up those spike proteins and delivering them all over the body. So it's literally exercises a death sentence for a lot of these people. And these are the canaries in the coal mines, the athletes, the people who are working out in the gym all the time. That happens. Two double, double cardiac arrest. Footballer collapses from cardiac arrest during game in Norway. Cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest, cardiac exam, cardiac arrest. Three high school students, cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest. These are all news stories. It was put together by the High Wire. By Dell and his team did a great job on it. It's clear as day what's happening, people. Clear as day. It's time we stop denying that this is going on. County High School Senior is in, and we start addressing it and trying to help these people. Okay, there's lots more in here. We're just, we're going to go for a while. Let me just scroll up. Let me see here. I don't know where I want to start. So I think Jen appeared today, um, and she is back. I've been wondering what's happening to hers, uh, what happened to her. Uh, so she's back. We've, of course, discussed Gavin Newsom and how we think he's got uh, not Guillaume Barre, but uh, Bell's palsy, and had some Botox injected on the unaffected side of his face to kind of balance it out so that he could hide it and come back after two weeks. She's back, I think, today and looked uh, fairly normal. 
So here's Nurse Sarah again. I think we've covered this tweet. I've been an RN for 14 years, 11 in the ER. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff, but never in my career have I seen so many previously healthy patients with unexplained blood clots and seizures. It's become nauseating. I know why, and I am pissed. Yeah. And she's speaking out, which is tremendous. Okay, I think we've played that. I think this is kind of where we left off in the last show. Here you can see Google searches for pericarditis and myocarditis spiked way over here, off the charts. But there's nothing to see. That's coincidence, right? Intensive We've got this uh, Antwerp, Belgium. Right now they think a lot more radical at the university hospital. Anyone who thinks that the ICU is full of unvaccinated, unvaccinated patients is no longer right. Right now here we see that the majority of patients have breakthrough infections, meaning they are vaccinated. Very different from a few weeks ago. The tide has turned. It was telling you that. It was in the early data we saw from uh, PSH. The patients in the ICU of our hospital in Giza, I, oh, maybe this is Israel. Uh, I, crap, I can't see. Hold on, let me blow this up. I checked it yesterday and all are vaccinated. So 100% of their ICU patients are vaccinated. Presenting <clears throat> with the same symptoms because they're vaccine injured. And it's finally been enough time for it to take its toll. That's why they've been pushing this. This is why they're going for broke now, because they know it's going to become undeniable soon. So they are trying to get everyone they can. And man, Pfizer. <laughs> Did this meme and it just blew up in their face there are 10 like i've seen so many of these they are hilarious where they've turned it around and shown what they're doing and it's just like oh ouch and then you have people like this guy who's a writer at the washington post he, he's writing this story in 8 of 21 desantis blames florida surge on COVID season that's misleading experts say and of course, here's his tweet uh, this month, a couple days ago. Gavin Newsom, quote, this is hard for me to say. California is now experiencing an increase. Well, no, well we know why. There is a seasonality to COVID. <laughs> Total apologist prostitute. That's what these people are. Their opinions are for sale. The narrative, that's why billionaires buy the newspaper because <clears throat> they get to control the narrative. And if you're a fan of UB40, well, uh, Matt Hoy, I don't, he's one of the players, I guess, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he's left UB40 featuring Ali and Astro. This was a while back. Uh, back in early May, it was made clear to me by UB40 featuring Ali and Astro's management that unless I received the COVID vaccine, I would no longer be permitted to be a part of the band. Unfortunately, I have an underlying medical condition which leaves me unable to receive the jab. I have an amazing, I've had an amazing 10 years with the band, but unfortunately it can be no more. Thank you 
for all your endless support, love, and encouragement. Here's to the future. And boy, was he right about it can be no more because one of them, he dead. We're absolutely devastated and completely heartbroken to have to tell you that our beloved Astro has today passed away after a very short illness. Very short illness is a phrase. Think about it. You're going to hear it a lot. What's happening? Well, what could be happening is a challenge infection where the virus, having had, you know, six, nine months to interact with your immune system, is now ready to attack it and turn it against itself. And of course, it's decimated your body's ability to create antibodies, to repair DNA, to respond to cancers and viruses. So it pretty much meets no resistance and is able to kill you after a very short illness. The world will never be the same without him. Please respect his family's privacy at this incredibly difficult time. Yeah. Coincidence. What is this little bug doing? Okay. I want you to watch this video. Struggling a little bit. Yes. I'm Casey, Casey Michelle Hodgkinson. Now, if you can't see this, this is a girl with neurological damage. The spike protein's gotten into her nervous system, and she's not in control of her body, kind of like Kelly that we talked to who at the he- was at the hearing uh, with Senator Ron Johnson and looked amazingly better, like so much more in control of her body, still really suffering. Her life really sucks. Uh, but she, wa- her, she wasn't having to move her hands and do this kind of thing and that kind of tick was gone. She, she had like small tremors, but she, she did really, really well. This lady looks more like, you know, she's in that early stage. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm 23 years old. I wasn't like this.
so I get spasms in my legs as well as my whole, whole body. And it's making it hard to to comprehend things. I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really trying right now. And uh, the doctors are not being listening. Yeah. They've been letting me down constantly. Yeah, we've been hearing we've been and hearing been that. And correct things on my notes that I haven't said. And Kyle, the mountain biker, who's uh, suffering myocarditis, and and his career is done. Uh, he was a big YouTuber, and you know, was, I've reached out to him again to ask him if he wants to come on the show. What he, he's in one of these groups. This was for those of you that can't see. This is like eight people on a Zoom call or something talking about their injuries and so forth. Um, he's got a group of people like that, that he talks to, and it's a support group. And six of them have committed suicide because they're in so much pain. And those aren't counted as related to the vaccine. This is horrific. What they're doing to these people, what they're doing to humanity, the people who are still pushing this, how, what possible justification do you have to take part in this? So in Taiwan, where more people have died from vaccine injuries than from COVID, they have, uh, due to concerns over myocarditis and pericarditis, those aged 12 to 17 are not currently allowed to get a second dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech, where the dose doubles, right? Vaccine in Taiwan. So they have pulled the plug on that program. Probably saved a lot of lives in the process. Well, for the people. Um, this is a global experiment, global clinical trials. It is. That is not going actually very well for the people. And any nurse will tell you that the hospital systems are full with vaccinated patients with adverse reactions. Can you repeat that again? So the hospitals are full. So every nurse that I talk to, that's what they're saying. This is happening around the world. The hospitals are full of vaccinated patients with adverse reactions. Now, how long ago was it that you left your job? When it was mandated, yeah. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, yeah? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Okay, so before that time, you were seeing patient after patient being brought in with adverse reactions? Yes. Okay. Um, I've got friends, nurses we talk a lot, we know a lot of people. Um, Directly at that time, I wasn't in the hospital, but all my friends were hospital, um, you know, patient after patient, coming into the emergency department, ICUs are full of vaccinated people with adverse reactions. They're saying it's COVID and the Delta variant. Guess what? Your Delta variant is an adverse reaction. Oh, wait. Did she just say (laughs) the vaccine is the variant? (laughs) Something I've been telling you for a year, I think. Uh, 
So, yeah, these are all coincidences, people. USC football game postponed due to COVID outbreak among 99% vaccinated Golden Bears football program. They can't hold the game because they don't have enough players or some too many people are getting sick. How many times have I told you this is coming? How long before they can't in, finish the season because everybody's sick and dying? That's what's coming. So the Netherlands, they're imposing new lockdowns and restrictions affecting all people vaccinated or not effective tomorrow night. What's happening? The die-off is getting serious. And so they are locking down everybody. And it's not going to stop it. But that's, of course, a coincidence that, you know, 80% of the people in the Netherlands are vaccinated and now they're having this huge surge. <laughs> Celebrity chef here, uh, Gurapeet Baines, hit by a sudden heart attack and died. I'm sure it was his cooking, not the vaccine that he took. Okay. This was a great thread um, that Chris put together. Chris Littlewood 8 on Twitter. Uh, MHRA yellow card monitoring system this week. Uh, this week I have also started to include all-cause all mortality figures since the jab's been introduced, right? That's a good way to see excess deaths. That's what one of the things he's going to show us here. Initially, this will be for children 12 to 15 and uh, 16 to 18 years old. Next week, I'll be, I will start covering all age groups. Uh, all cause mortality data is gathered directly from UK government's ONS weekly and five-year mortality statistics. They're, they're keeping good records over there. Uh, I will say that. I, I think looking at both sets of information provides better insight into jab events. Please see below. <clears throat> so he's got the death numbers just under 600 uh, for Pfizer and 360,000 adverse reactions, uh, 1,100 uh, AZ deaths and 840,000 adverse events. Uh, for Moderna, 19 deaths and 55,000 reactions. Uh, for unspecified, it was 32 and 1,200. So. 1,766 got a jab and died. 1.2526 million suspected adverse uh, reactions. Since seven days ago, there have been no additional, <clears throat> there have been an additional 9,000 suspected injection injuries. So in the last seven days, another 9,000. There has also been an additional 27 deaths linked to adverse reactions to the injection. There has been a total of 1,736 adverse reports made for children under 18, a seven-day increase of 167, so it's getting worse. All-cause mortality in children 12 to 15 uh, the last year and the last five-year average, so he's got two sets that he's comparing it to here. The jab rollout start I have for 12, 15 years is from, uh, what is that, September 20th of 2021. Before the state uh, facilities uh, fatalities, sorry, in this age group were, were above the previous year, but below the five-year average. 
After the start date, they are now 36% above the 2020 and worryingly 25% above the five-year average. So way high, way, way high. Kids are dying from this vaccine. This first graph shows the cumulative deaths against five-year average in the same week since the jab start. You can see it just separate from the five-year average where it crossed back here at the vaccine rollout, and now it's running 25% above the five-year average. And these are the, uh, let me see, nope, cumulative. Okay, just another cut at it. Second graph shows cumulative growth since the jab start and its progression against five-year average uh, yearly cumulative. So. These figures do not paint a picture of our children doing well. Since the jab start, more are dying than last year. A lot more are dying compared to the five-year average, and it's getting worse. Children, 16 to 18, I've used the ONS data again, same kind of thing. And what it found, the start date, they're now 39% above the 2020, and worryingly 16% above the five-year average. The GFX, uh, okay. And so there it is for the other age group. Same thing, not quite as bad as the younger one. They're worse off, but it's killing them too. Again, these figures do not paint <clears throat> a picture of our children doing well. Since the jabs start, more are dying than last year, and a lot more are dying compared to the five-year average, and it's getting worse. The government and media bang on about protecting the NHS. I didn't realize that protecting the NHS meant the deaths of more and more of our children in order to achieve their aim. It's not worth it. I thought the NHS was there to protect children. What are you people doing? How can you justify this? I have the figures for every age group set out by the ONS. None of them look good. I will publish these updated figures every week. I will also distribute my spreadsheet so that, every, so that other people can easily check, update, and post if for some reason I'm taken down. So very good. Okay, uh, so there's his sources and so forth. Excellent account. I followed him after reading this. Chris Littlewood 8, Littlewoo 8 on Twitter. Uh, all right, let me see if there was anything else here. Bear with me, guys. I think we hit everything in there and you're caught up. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do this one. Uh, my 14-year-old son got the flu mist on Thursday. He started feeling crappy Friday night, and he slept half the day today. Might this just be side effects? Well, it could be a decimated immune system. It's his birthday, and I hate to see him getting sick. For what it's worth, he he if fully vaxxed, is fully vaxxed for COVID. I have OTC COVID tests and will likely test him tonight if he isn't better thoughts. Well... His immune system is probably weakened and this challenge study is kicking his ass and the next time it's going to be worse and it might kill him. That's, that's the prognosis. If you find a doctor who can pull their head out of their ass and actually recognize that it's the vaccine that's done this to him, he might have some hope. There might be some treatment or some way to repair some of the damage that's been done, currently being done to his body. <clears throat> but the the mainstream medical establishment 
they're there to help you die right now. That's what they're standing for. That's who they are. Okay, yeah, and we'll talk about this Astro World thing another time. There's just too much stuff to cover. Oh. Okay, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I thought this was an interesting tweet from Jack here. Saying now try measure you he's he's talking about someone pointing out the six point two inflation in October over a year ago. It's the highest inflation in thirty one years. Who is this Heather Long, Washington Post economist? And uh, prices are rising for food, energy, shelter, used cars, and new cars. Yeah, uh, and he's saying try now try measuring the pre nineteen eighty methodology, and well that'll get you just shy of fifteen percent. Hyperinflation starts at 13%. So we are in hyperinflation. Make no mistake. It's going to, it might take a while for it to start accelerating and, and run away, but it's not far off, folks. Okay. We talked a little bit about uh, Tether and what's going on there. I wanted to update you on this right here. Tether is at the moment unwilling to tell anyone who is currently performing their financial audit. So that's what they're saying. They're like, we're being audited. We're going to present a report. It'll be fine. And they're not, they've, they've hired auditors before from big name companies and they fired them. (laughs) And now what they've done is, uh, filed assertions. We attest that this is here. You don't need an independent party to come in and check it. Just trust us because we're so trustworthy here at Tether and Bitfinex. Um, he's saying they're also late on their quarterly report. So one of the settlements with their run in with the law requires them to file. They had to pay a huge fine and they have to file reports on where all the money is, right. And publish those. And well, they're late doing that shocker, he says, Bitfinex here, the, this is the whistleblower who kicked this whole thing off is saying, this is another bad sign. The September report should have come out by at least November 4th, 2021. So here's their, here's what they're required to do. If I can get it to open, uh, they're defendant in four ongoing legal cases. So they're saying, you know, we can't really predict anything here, but, uh, publication of tethers reserves on at least a quarterly basis is part of their settlement. For a period of two years following the effective date of this settlement agreement, Tether will publish the categories of assets backing Tether, e.g. cash loans, securities, specifying the percentages of each such category and specifying whether any such category constituting a loan or receivable or similar is to an affiliated entity, shell company, in a form substantially similar to that previously presented to the OAG. And they're not reporting this. Why? Why do you think that is? Uh, Interestingly, a 2019 document from Moore Cayman incorrectly states that the other stable coins are audited. So here's a list from this big audit firm. And they're saying Tether, not audited, Circle, audited, Gemini Dollar, audited, Libra, Calibra. They're saying we'll do in 2021. 
Remember, anytime Tether refuses to disclose something, it's because it's something adverse to them. In 2017 and 2018, they refused to disclose their banks because they didn't have any banks because it was, in fact, a fraudulent money laundering shadow bank. And all of the funds were seized once leaked. (laughs) So that's what's going on with Tether, all right? And I think we talked about the the fertilizer inflation as well as uh, the annualized inflations like at 31% right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, transitory. Hi. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Fauci made his most credible claim to date, quote, I went to the North Pole myself and vaccinated Santa Claus. Thank you very much, Fauci. Good job. Okay. We did that. All right. One more thing here. This really, I caught this right before the show. Uh, This was excellent. Um, Cliff High found this. I I want you guys to watch this. It is hiding high-intensity blasts, explosions across the country, at least 10 of them that we can report. All within a week, 10 explosions, 10 bomb blasts in one country in less than a week. And this is not Yemen we are talking about. We are talking about China. What's happening there? Who's behind these blasts? How many lives did they claim? Were there injuries? Again, this is China. It simply won't tell. But we're going to try and find out. Let's begin by looking at where and when these blasts took place. The first one was reported on the 21st of October. It happened in the Liaoning province. The blast took place at a hotel. It was high intensity. Five people died. 47 others were injured. One day later, there was another blast. This time in Inner Mongolia. The blast was reported at a chemical plant. Again, it was high in intensity. Four people died. At least three others were injured. Two days later, there were two more blasts. One in the Wafangdian city, another in Nanjing. The second one was at a university lab, a laboratory. It wasn't one of those chemical experiments gone wrong or a test tube blast. This blast killed people, at least four. The next day, there was another blast in another university. This time, it was the Shandong University's Huangdao campus. An explosion rocked the North Gate. Nothing has been reported on the deaths or injuries yet. A day after this blast, there were three high-intensity blasts in three Chinese provinces. The first one was in Shandong. Some trucks parked in the province's Zibo city mysteriously blew up. Some said the blast was so strong that people staying 20 kilometers from the blast site felt terrified. They felt the impact. The same day, two more explosions rocked Guangdong and Jiangxi. On the 27th of October, another blast rocked Guangdong. Now, we don't know very much about where exactly this happened or how many people were injured or killed, if at all. But we do know that on the same day, a blast also ripped through the city of Tianjin. So that's 10 blasts that we've counted so far, 10 blasts, 13 deaths, and many more injuries in just seven days in China. And that's just on paper. It's hard to tell. Wow, that is a lot of coincidence right there, obviously. There is definitely not a war going on in China. How much worse the United States. 
The question is, why are high-intensity blasts taking place in China? Mm -hmm. Are these freak accidents or are these coordinated attacks? They're, they're coincidences. Are specific groups targets or are some kind of consignments the target here? Labs are blowing up. Trucks safely stationed in parking bays are also blowing up. Food streets are blowing up, as are residential complexes. It's hard to say they're linked, but it's even harder to rule out foul play because, you know, it's China. Nothing here can be taken at face value. This is a country that's infamous for its purges. Anyone and everyone in China can mysteriously disappear. It does not matter right. if you're the Alibaba boss or the Interpol chief. And you remember... We talked about the Interpol chief disappearing, being picked up by intelligence, and then he's dead a year later, I think it was. And Jack Maws totally called that. It's like, yeah, they're going to kill him. And uh, says they they will strip them of all their power. 18 months later, a year to 18 months later, they're dead. They get killed. That's how it works. So are these blasts part of a purge campaign? Is China trying to get rid of some dissidents here. Is the Chinese media brushing off these blasts as accidents? Global Times blamed the Liaoning blast on aging pipelines and the Nanjing lab blast on system, systemic negligence. That's what they said. But here's something that you must consider. The blasts... Now, could these be accidents? Entirely possible. Like people are losing their cognitive ability and not thinking right and doing things they normally know how to do and they are screwing it up. Possibly, I, I don't know. But I think there's more than meets the eye here happening with these. She's making this point about high intensity blasts. These are, yeah, this is like C4 explosive or something. I, I don't know what, but these are powerful bombs that are being set off and whose agenda, who's behind it, that's the key question seeded the Chinese Communist Party's plenary. The timing is very significant. As we speak, mm -hmm. the CCP's Central Committee is meeting. Okay, and then she goes off into politics land, which doesn't interest me. This kind of does. Uh, they've built a mock gallow here with three nooses hanging from it. And I think we're going to see them build real ones one day. That's where this is going. So, okay. That's what I had to cover. Um, oh, no. Come on. Let me in my phone. If you guys want to jump on on Spaces, you can request to speak. Hit the little microphone button in the bottom, and I'll bring you in eventually. If you have a comment, you can use asterisks and uh, in, your, in one of the two chat apps. And I'll do my best to answer it. I know Crypto Talk was the other day and I missed the live show, but I wanted to see what cold storage device you recommend. Ledger X doesn't support all coins. Um, I don't know. I, I would say, you know, I have this. Um, hold on. Oh, oh, no, no. What did I do? Okay. See what you made me do. <laughs> See what you made me do. Here it is. It's a safe pal. It's like the Binance one. 
I kind of like this. It does handle, it's a, little, a whole bunch easier to use than the crappy Ledger Nanos. Um, it does the DeFi stuff pretty well, and it kind of ties in with your cell phone. I don't like that it's Binance behind it. I don't like that it's getting to peer into your transactions and use them over a smartphone and that aspect to it. But as far as the transaction signing and stuff, that's happening securely. Uh, and it works whereas I couldn't always get it to work with the ledger. So, and, and I don't even know what other ones are out there. I've been out of the game focusing on trying to help people save themselves from uh, death. And I think that's a little more important than crypto right now. So there you go. Okay. Uh, if we receive shed spikes, does our body remove them if we are unvaccinated over time? Or do they cause our system to create more? Well, they wouldn't cause your system to create more unless you get the actual mRNA. Is that transmissible? I think I might have gotten some from somebody that shed it. I don't know if it's possible, but I think that's what happened based on my symptoms, and I've described that uh, previously. So um, there you go. But I th the shedding is something that FDA warned about in 2015. So that's something that's definitely... Uh, is a real, real thing. And they looked for it in their studies. There's a section in the Pfizer safety trial on EDP exposure during pregnancy. Uh, they told the men to wear condoms for at least 28 days after vaccination because they were specifically worried about birth defects. Um, so you need to work to get those out of your body. I take NAC, I take do niacin flushes. I do, um, uh, you can make your own hydroxychloroquine. There's recipes out there. Um, ivermectin is, is an option for me as well. So all, I think it's, it, there is no one silver bullet. It's a bunch of, uh, it's sort of a blended approach. I think, let me see here. Oh God. Ah, uh, this is bad. Hold on, let me dump this over here. This is going to be really bad when it loads. <laughs> okay, I'll come back to that. Why haven't we seen any news of COVID running like a wildfire in Africa? Why are they, What are they doing different? Out in the sun more, I would say. Uh, yeah, they're not running with the hysteria. Uh, what was that study you showed a week or two ago that showed the incremental decrease in the immune system? That was on the expose, and it was not a study, but it was an analysis of the data published by the UK um, health ministry, whatever it is. So, London County Pharmacy accidentally vaxxed 112 kids with an adult COVID dose. Oh, this is going to kill some of these kids. 112 children between November 3rd through the 4th. If you're the parent legal guardian, please review the following information. Oh, boy. The pharmacist told her it was okay though. Oh. Parents of the children are outraged by the vaccine mishap. 
Dasha Hermosa told News 4 that a pharmacist at Ted's vaccinated her seven-year-old daughter with a diluted dose of the vaccine for adults. Okay, this is the story that we read. So, yeah. All right. These parents are outraged yet. They're bringing their kids in to be killed. And it's just like, why are you doing that? I don't know. All right. If anybody wants to jump in on spaces, go for it. I might have missed you. Request again. Uh, Let's see what else here. Get back to the comments down here and switch it so you guys can see. I don't know if you remember me, but I was the first comment you read a while back that made you begin to question the whole COVID narrative. You tried to deflect, and the next comment was some someone agreeing with me. Then you suddenly started making videos questioning the narrative, also with U.S. dollar tether. Uh, would it be safer trading in USDC or any other stable token so it's not all at a loss? Uh, you may have answered, yeah, so... Uh, um, I think they're doing some of the same things. I think it's uh, far... There's still risk. Is it tether risk? Not even close, but there's still risk. Uh, I like uphold because they're not a tether exchange they're cash you know they're settling in cash um so i i I don't know what to tell you i'd say just be careful and try and have multiple options here because i think it could get real crazy with uh when this whole tether thing implodes okay Uh, where do we put our caches? Okay, yeah, so that was... I would try and actually have some physical cash, and I think the move, the play is going to be to move it into whatever kind of uh, things that will make you self-sufficient in your, uh, you know, through through the next few years. So and I would put it into actual assets rather than cash but also have some physical cash that you keep in a safe because you know we might not have the internet we might not have the payment system might not that shit all might break down with it so we don't know we'll find out sam the person getting arrested you wanted a reminder oh yeah yeah thank you let me see if i can find that um Hold on, it's in that fight thread. Just have so many tabs. I think it's here. Oh, there's some more of the Melbourne footage. And it just goes on and on. So, okay. Bagpipes, getting out the bagpipes. I still want to make a meme about um, <laughs> this right here and do something along those lines. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I think it's a great concept, but needs some development. Uh, crap. I can't find it. Let me see. 
No. Okay. I don't know where it is. I'll have to find it later. Uh, all right. Got out of seven-day Twitter jail today. Any experience appealing? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a lot happening. Uh, would you fuck the Indian reporter later, lady, and would you wager her? <laughs> don't, that's just a rude comment, okay? This is a serious topic here, if you didn't notice. Just found out that one of my coworkers died from sepsis. Yep, she was around 70 and fully vaccinated, currently just taking note, but could be a vaccine injury that and led to death. Very sad, yeah. I think so. I mean, we're just going to see it of all these different causes. I feel like we are watching the waters move out. How long until I it comes crashing back in? Yeah, I don't know. Is violence necessary to save civilization? I don't think civilization is very civilized these days and is worth saving. I think we need to reimagine it. And that's really what it starts with, is us imagining something different. Smallpox next, yeah, that appears to be the agenda here, is they want to roll out some deadly smallpox strain that they've weaponized. Sam, I leave for Columbia next week. I told you before, tonight I got bad news. My lady of four years said tomorrow she and the son will get the jab. I've tried to tell, show, and teach her the dangers, but she won't listen. I told her we can't be friends, but I can't risk my health. Or we can't be friends, but I can't risk my health. So yeah, four years out the window. Only good thing is there. I can buy ivermectin for my imaginary hamster by hookers and blow <laughs> in Colombia. Yeah, <laughs> they're very cheap apparently. Uh, sorry to hear that. I don't, I mean, phew, how people can't see what's happening right now looking through this. I mean, it's just right there in everybody's face. So, okay, quiet crowd tonight. <clears throat> I think we covered a lot of ground that was good. Uh, this study or, or this analysis of the data right here, I, I think should be very eye-opening and compelling to people that are still supporting this narrative because it just, it just doesn't work. Guys, it's fallen apart. It's dead. It's obvious what's happening and we need to start figuring out ways to help these people rather than attack them because it's serious and it's going to get a lot worse from here. So, yeah. Let's leave it there. All right, guys. Enjoyed it. Thank you, everybody, and good night. I got zero doubt my man brain, you keep calling me insane uh, Every single day more XRP is what I obtain No more cash, no more cars, only QR codes uh, No more proof of work, we running validated nodes uh, This is the life that I chose yeah. They look at the cons, I look at the pros, I'm always bullish on the shows bullish. Now you wanna ask about XRP, I am not telling I'm not. 
Now you want some of my XRP? I am not selling, it's not for sale. Honestly, I just wish you well, cause I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying, why they telling me to sell? The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out his shell. And that's when we prevail. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying, why they telling me to sell? The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out his shell. And that's when we prevail. XRP taking the lead, come equipped with institutional speed. XRP giving the go to proceed, don't listen to FUD, I know they mislead. Try to tell them, but I know they don't care. ODL, no nothing compared. Back in the day, I was willing to share. Now I don't have any left to spare. Saw some liquidity on demand. Try to tell them, but they don't understand. Holding my ledger right here in my hand. See the signs, it was already planned. Digital economy, it's already here. I'm talking about the moon, they think I majored in astrology. Haters talking trash, I think they majored in garbology. Focus on my future, so I invest in technology. Number one is where we ranking. Come on. And if you don't have XRP, then I do not know what you thinking. Ah. This the time, this the year, this the place to be. How them strong all day long, doing it faithfully. Dude. Keep their negative energy far away from me. It's not our fault that we seeing something that you can't see. I got my hands on some all demand liquidity. Oh, yeah. And I'ma hold on to it now into infinity. This the greatest wealth transfer the world will ever see. But I'm not talking, I'm about to go buy me more XRP. Cause I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying why they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out its shell. And that's when we prevail. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying why they tell Telling me to sell The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out his shell And that's when we prevail Ow. I'm XRP for well I'm XRP for well I'm XRP for life and that's forever Can't you tell? Can't you tell?